TG Geeks, episode 134, September 11th, 2017. It was horrible, I tell you. Just horrible. Hello and welcome to another webcast from TGGeeks.com, where Ben and Keith... Who's choking on his drink. <laughs> yes. The two gay geeks talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror genre. You name it, we talk about it. I'm Keith Lane, and we're coming to you from TG Squared Studios back in lovely Phoenix, Arizona. But we were in San Diego this weekend. And I'm Ben Raginton. Wishing he was coming to you from lovely San Diego, California. But no, I am coming to you from it is not so lovely because it is still over 100 degrees and we're still dealing with the monsoon and it's gross. Yes. Phoenix, Arizona. Absolutely. And what were we in uh We were there San for Diego a for? film festival. A film festival. So we're going to do a little quick wrap up of that. So hang on to your horses and hats and... Saddles and glasses, and because this is the wildest ride in the internet. Awuga, awuga, yes. So, a quick recap of horrible imaginings. So, we have uh, two articles that uh, we did day one and day two, yeah, and and Roa's. Uh, capturing day three for because us. Because we're our, here and yeah. she's there. Yeah, because we didn't have any more time left out that we can, the cat just the jumped cat. off of me, so that we could spend in San Diego and get home in time to go to work tomorrow morning or today when you're listening to this. Yes. So we had, uh, a, I had a good time. It was good. It was a good time. I and mean, there was some, well, the movies are always very enjoyable. Um, you know, forget the fact that you and I picked two of them right. to be shown. Yeah. Uh, but the other films that Miguel and his uh, his committee of selectors actually picked, I thought there were some really strong films. And the whole thing started off with a real bang. Yeah. A little bit of old-time radio. Old-time radio from our good friends Neil and Jana Halford of Swords and Circuitry Studio. They put together a... Uh, the show old, called Uncharted Regions. It, yeah, it's a it's a series of of short stories, mm-hmm. uh, old time radio stories that are clocking in about twenty five minutes or so. And uh, the first one was someday over you. Uh, another one that it, if if anybody ever saw Case of Evil, and and if you haven't, then what's wrong with you? We have that linked in our article. Yes, we do. So. Uh, it's, yeah, so please go to our website. Look at day one, and you'll find a link for Case of Evil, and we'll probably add that link also in the show notes. Yep. Anyway, anyway, uh, Neil do- Neil uh, Halford does have something of a fascination with music, uh, period stories, and supernatural. He really? enjoys that a great deal, and uh, Someday Over You was no different. But I'll tell you what I really took away from this, and that is I thought the production values on that episode were amazing. It, it just, I, I was floored by how, how great it sounded. 
Yeah, it was really great. And one of the things that they were able to do, and uh, thanks to KPBS, they were able to use one of the sound booths there mm-hmm. at the studio to record this, which was really a, a, a wonderful thing for them. And hopefully they'll be able to do that uh, continuing as they do more episodes. Now, we hopefully soon will have an interview with Neil and Jaina as well oh, as... Oh, I'm sure we'll get one. just a question as, of when. Yeah, as well as the uh, actual episode, since this is the premiere and and the test pilot mm-hmm. and all of that kind of episode. Uh, they'll make that available to us, and we'll have it on the website uh, at some point soon. But some, it was really great. What What were some things you took away from that? The... The, 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 the radio episode. I, I just loved the way the story was told. Some of it was foreshadowed or telegraphed, you know, but that's typical with any kind of really good writing. Sometimes you can see it. I didn't see how it was ultimately going to end, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of saw what yeah, I thought was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I, I figured out what the MacGuffin was Yeah, all of that. And yet when the final payoff came, I was... No less pleased. I, I thought it was just a wonderful piece of work. And I, uh, something that Jaina told me yesterday, I think she mentioned this to you too, is that when they were running the, the episode in the theater at Museum of Photographic Arts, it was stone silent from the audience. Yeah. They were like completely engaged. There was no no sound in the audience. No, everybody now, was everybody was just focused on the audio. And uh, I like what Miguel did. Miguel decided to go ahead and turn off, turn down the lights in the theater as if they were going to show a movie. Well, originally, uh, Miguel had asked Neil to put together a little slideshow since it was a a film festival. You mm-hmm. know, granted they have done other things, and this was kind of outside the norm. But they couldn't. But it was still get, horror. Yeah, that's they, the beauty of it. They couldn't get the slideshow to play properly, so they did it without. Which I think I'm was glad much they didn't. Better. I'm really glad they didn't. I so prefer theater of the mind. Yeah. And and I think um, that was. Um, I think it was it was uh, there was a lot of serendipity there in the fact that it didn't work. The, yeah. the, the video aspect of it, because uh, what's so great about radio is that. When you hear it, and, and if you're really engaged in what you're hearing, you're going to internalize that and and do so in a way that best resonates with you. And then you, you know, it's 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 what Hitchcock liked to do with his movies. You know, he what's more was most terrifying to one person won't be as equally terrifying to another, but let's show it in such a way so that it's equally terrifying. You know, or or presented in such a way so that everybody's imagination will make it equally terrifying or equally mysterious or equally scary. Right. And that's what this did. It was fantastic. And, you know, kudos to the direction, the sound effects, the voice acting. Oh, yeah. And it was 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 a real treat. I can't wait to hear more. Yeah, exactly. And uh, hopefully we're going to be involved in that as well. So uh, we'll be doing something with it. Who knows what we will be doing, but uh, we'll have some uh, interest in that. And then after that, we had, was the Horror for Humanity, was that the? Um, I don't think no, it was Horror this for was, Humanity, no. This was, uh, I can't remember what the. Like Human the next, Nightmare or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the next block. Right. What What was your standout of this next block? There was, 
string, the creep, the reunion, that's final, and assumption, and uh, those were the ones that were in that block. Right. Uh, of that bunch, I mean, and there were good films. I don't think there was any one that I didn't like. There were some that I liked, clearly like more than others, and I'm not going to go completely down the list on what, what I, you know, how I felt about each one, but I will say that the one that I loved the most was That's Final. <laughs> this was, and, was yeah. <laughs> in fact, um, I, I called it uh, pure horror trailer trash. Exactly. And it could serve as a really great trailer companion. Trailer trash horror, yeah. Yeah, trailer trash horror. It could serve as a really great companion piece to Night of the Slasher mm-hmm. because it's all about horror tropes. Exactly. And, and, but they really played it up. And, and these, these were just, I mean, these were trailer trash people. Exactly, and and it was and that was the whole truly, and that was the whole point, right? Yeah. And every cliche, and it's like, oh my God, he didn't do that, did right. he? Right. <laughs> oh, I'm final girl. No, I, you know, and so oh, the, the most virtuous one will be the one who's left. Well, I haven't had sex. Well, I've never smoked. We and then they start going down the, you know, you know, they start, you know, these two gals start comparing notes as to which one is the most virtuous because she'll, she's the one who's going to live. You know, and they're having this argument while a killer's trying to get into their exactly. place. Exactly. And, and one of the, the characters says, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> it, it really is hilarious. It was a lot of fun. It got great laughs. And it just, again, it's another example that there's so much more to horror than, you know, like a Blair Witch kind of movie. Right. A horror, there's there's so much fertile ground out there, and uh, this this was it. Yeah, and then there was um, the next section. That this was this horror, horror for, for humanity, humanity. and yeah. here's where things got odd. Yeah, there was yesterday is tomorrow transmission, a nearly perfect sky, for a good time call, and then midnighters. Mm-hmm. So those were all. Uh, there was a couple that I didn't care for, and I, I'm not going to say, but what was your standout? Uh, wow, you know, this is really sort of a tough, tough call for me. Um, I think the one that I would have liked the best was for a good time call. Um, one of the things that I really liked about it is that the pacing of the story was very well done. It didn't stretch out far too long, and... It it was I, I think when Miguel was introducing the different short films, he called this one revenge bathroom porn. Yeah, and it's very mm-hmm. it, it's very appropriate to that. And uh, as I watched it, I kept thinking this is something that Pablo Absento might have done. Right. You know, if right. if there's any kind of Japanese mythological figure about uh, women seeking revenge against uh, sexual uh, you know or you know sex fiends. You know, this would have been it. Right. I mean, it was a, it was really cleverly done. Yeah. And uh, and I, I like I like stalkerish kind of horror films, especially when a telephone is involved. I mean, it's it's a bit cliche. Right. But that's one that I enjoy a great deal. I mean, because yeah. it's here's this disembodied voice that that seems to know more about you than you do. And that's fun for me. Yeah. And then the, the night capped off with a feature film of Midnighters. Which was really, I I liked a great deal, hmm, and yeah. it was uh, it was it was intense, and it had a very satisfying ending for mm-hmm. me anyway. Yeah. So I'm you know I'm oh yes it this was this was yeah I I like the idea about the the you know a mystery about a man who is accidentally killed, um as he's on the way to the same house of so those people who hit him, you know it's it's a very very weird twisted kind of 
um, very Stockholm syndrome-ish kind of movie, but it was well played. And it, uh, and again, I thought I had this one figured out. I oh, like yeah. to be surprised. Exactly. <laughs> and, no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got it wrong. And that's one of the things that Miguel, when he introduced it, he said, "There's so many twists and turns in this thing. It's unbelievable." Yeah. It it was like a Rubik's cube. Yeah. Uh, that yeah that was a fun fun kind of little flick. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know, rave about it, but it it held my attention, and that that's the important thing. Exactly. So then we come to Saturday, and this was the full day. Yes. Holy oh my gosh. Moly. And it started at 11. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah, we were in there. I mean, oh my word. In there for such a long time. You know, 13 hours. <laughs> yes. From 11 to midnight hours. last night. Yes. It, it, was, it was really something. And it started off with Bump in the Night short film. Oh, showcase. these? I oh liked these. Yes. These were great. Uh, okay, I'm going to ask you now. What was, Any takeaways for you? Um... You know, and I, I should point out that some of these, uh, maybe in previous years, Miguel did something very strange with the programming. He kind of redefined the programming blocks in some cases. I think the first two would have ended up in, like, um, Mexican horror. Right. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, but instead, they ended up in Bump in the Night because yeah, of the and, subject matter. And I, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember... Uh, because I haven't, it's been a while since I looked at the Sunday offerings. I don't think that he had a comedy block. So there's, I don't think there's comedy yeah. interspersed Absolutely. throughout. Yeah. And I think one of the standouts of the bump in the night was Nightlight. Oh, this was, oh, this it was, it was, was charming. cute. Yes. It was, it was absolutely charming. Yeah. And the director was uh, actually. Uh, uh, during in a, in a Q and A afterwards, right. and he he says something that's really neat. You know, uh, basically, uh, the things that we are most scared of are the things that we don't understand. If we come to understand it, it'll cease to scare us. Right. And uh, yeah, the 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 MacGuffin in this one, yeah, I could see it. You know, it, it's a scary thing for kids. Right. But once once you kind of get past that, I mean, it's sort of a Monsters Inc. If you think about it, kind of thing, right? In a way, yeah. Th think Monsters Incorporated from Pixar, and you kind of get a sense for Nightlight. It was a, it was very, very charming. Yeah, and then there was, let's see, uh, I can't tell. We we copied some stuff, but there, then there was. Uh, I think this was an another block. There was Helen or mm. Sandman, Helen. Uh, Call of Charlie, and then the North Leech Horror. Oh yes, and yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, there. I okay, there. There are two standouts for me on yes. this one. Yes. Uh, first one, Call of Charlie. Oh my gosh! Yes. I mean, this was Lovecraftian comedy. Yes, it was. It, it, it was I great. loved it. Yes, it was just. It was mad. It was absolutely mad. Totally mental. Um, and I. I kept thinking, if, if Lovecraft wrote a comedy about Elder Gods, this would be it. It was terrific. And the other one that I just absolutely adored uh, and had me just in stitches was North Leech Horror. Yeah. Oh, God. What a scream. It this, was... this was very politically incorrect. Oh, God, yeah. Terribly. And it was way over the top, too. It, it, was, it, was, it borderline on gratuitous. 
Um, but it was insanely funny. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and apparently whoever whoever directed this, because uh, I don't think the director uh, David Cairns was there, but I I guess he has no love for the Welsh. <laughs> I guess <laughs> because uh, yeah, this this poor this poor Welshman, you know, in in some farming community in a. I mean, he really gets it. He gets yep. pasted. It's bad, but it's hilarious. Yeah, and, and even some of the some of the gags in there are not horror related at all. They're just outrageous comedy. It, well, outrageous blood comedy. Well, yeah, but there's but yeah. there's one reference, you know, and I, uh, you know, the our linguist lead character, he's got one unique physical feature that he keeps describing. He only has one buttock. Yes. <laughs> You know, and Neil Halford was sitting next to us, and he and I just died. I mean, we were just in hysterics every time that came up. I mean, it was just completely bonkers. I very much enjoyed it, and uh, I would hope that that finds some kind of distribution somewhere, because that was just outrageously funny. Yeah, and then uh, that block was uh, wound up by Three Skeleton Key. Yes, this is an unusual one, because I guess that's based on a Vincent Price radio play which is based on a story right and it was um it was unusual it was it, i yeah it I, was very lovecraftian uh actually in a, well, in a way um it it if if lovecraft had written the movie willard yeah then yeah. yes it would well be. but this was it, it felt like lovecraft yeah yeah it kind of did just the way it was crafted or the story was put together so yeah it was crafted with love yep I had to say that. I know you did. Yeah, of course. And I, I did. left that open too. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. And then we had in the afternoon the uh, Loved Ones short film showcase. Right. This and here we got, we've got some animation. Yes. And the first one, I Love You. I thought this was cute it was. and disgusting at the same time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then there was Philippa. Yeah, was... this was a nice little treat. I yeah. like this because uh, it was directed by Alan Roenberg. Alexander Roenberg. Alexander Roenberg, who was the producer for Elena. Elena, yeah. That we did uh, that. Uh, last year. We, yeah, we ran last yeah. year. And, it was, and uh, it was nice to see him again. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a nice... It, it, it felt... It felt Swedish. It, yes, it very. It really very. did. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, they have their own idea of horror, and I think that's one of the nice things about the film festival, is that each country has its own perception. Exactly. It, because, it, its own culture. Yeah, in because horror. we had a, a Spanish film, we had a Mexican film, mm -hmm. we had uh, this we had a, we had a French film, one. Uh, a Perfect a French. Blue Sky. That oh was my French. Gosh. And very that, French. That was very French. Streaming French. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Very French. <laughs> you know, and North Leech Horror was very, very British. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very British humor. As well as uh, one that we saw in just a moment. And there was Stitched in this. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, then, uh, which unfortunately, that, that was very telegraphed. But, yeah, I, it, it, was, it was well planned, I yeah. guess. And then there was Nasty. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, dear. That, yeah. you know, that was interesting. I kind of, I dug this one. I dug it a lot because it felt like, you know, this is another one that could have been in companion piece to say um, Beyond the Gates. Yeah. The idea of, um, the, and it all de dealt with 70s exploitation horror. Yeah. In fact, I'll call it exploitation horror porn because it was, it, it was all about gratuitous killings of women. Yeah. 
And then, uh, it was a fascinating film. Yeah. And then there was The Honeymoon. The Honeymoon. Oh, oh dear. And here, my God. here's another one that could have been a companion piece to our GLBT uh, feature film, B&B. Yes. Because it dealt with the B&B, but now the roles are reversed. And we have, we have a married Christian couple. And um, wow, the circumstances they find themselves in. Exactly. And we won't say anything no, more. But, <laughs> but it, it was, was all very, very British. <laughs> it was very British. Very British. Very, very visual. <laughs> uh, right, from, right from the get-go. And you immediately start scratching your head. You start giggling. But as it goes on and on and on, it becomes hilariously funny. Yep. I, then, I love that one a great deal. Then there was A Father's Day and Born of Sin. Born of Sin. Yeah, that was interesting. We had the the long, young the young actress yes. uh, who was is in that one. Uh, she was she was really quite good. Um Bella Anderson. Yep. Really good. In fact, uh she's the reason I think that that short film worked. Right. Because her performance, I mean she was amazing. Yeah. And then there was Your Date Is Here. <gasps> I like that one. That was fun. You know, I, I, I'm really digging these these horror films that are borrowing on some uh, on these vintage things that we grew up with, be it VCR games or, or 70s uh, VHS horror films, or in this case, the mystery date game. You know, I never played it, obviously. Right, right. But the fact that here are these games that are coming out of my childhood that are now figuring into horror. I like that. I mean, I'm hoping that they do one from some of the more supernatural horror games that I used to play as a kid, you know, like Kabbalah or you know, things like that. I would right. love that. And then there was Bride of Frankie. Bride of Frankie. Which was okay, fun. this this was cute. Yeah, yeah. it, it was kind of cute. A little another take on Frankenstein, duh. And then Blood Sisters. Oh my god. I like that one. That was cool. Crazy. That that was that was just really bo- uh, bonkers. Yep, and then uh, we together. Oh yeah, this this was um, yeah um, the anti thriller yes. short. You know, uh, to be honest, it it didn't resonate. Yeah, it it didn't do anything for me. It, part of it, of course, was the music track. It drove me mad. <laughs> uh, I didn't care for it, to be honest. Yeah, not not my thing. Yeah. And then there was uh, the feature film oh, this, showcase. Yeah. And that was... Uh, Three dead trick-or-treaters. Right. But, yeah, so it started off with Paul's Bad Day. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Um, yes. Uh, oh, that's right. That's yes. right. Yeah, the Three Dead Trick-or-Treaters is the name of the block. Right. And right. then Paul's oh, bad. Oh, Paul's day. dad. Ba- this was, uh, I think, of the block. This might have been one of my favorites. Yeah. Very, very short. It's like a minute and a half. But boy, they tell the story. Yeah. And it, it, again, it turns the whole zombie mythology on its ear. Yeah. And then, then there was evil nature. I like this one. <laughs> it was. Fun. This was fun. This was, was pure fun. fun. Attack of the Killer Pumpkins. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This was great. I enjoyed it. And then there was feeding time. Another which, one that I like, and yes. hey, an old uh, uh, a contact from uh, last Beyond year. The yeah, Graham Skipper Beyond, was exactly. In there. He was he in was it. Great. I this was another good one that I very much enjoyed. Yep. And then there was smile, creepy doll, creepy yes. doll horror. Yep. And then the three dead trick or treaters. Yeah, the three dead trick or treaters. This was uh, very interesting. An interesting piece uh, that was uh, not originally intended to be. 
a feature film. Right. It was kind of an anthology. Yeah. It, it was shot in pieces. In fact, well, yeah, the one first of them two, yeah, was shot the first five years two, ago. Um, fondue was the first uh, segment of that. And then the second segment was uh, Malleus um, Maleficarum. Both of those were shot as just standalone pieces. And then at some point, uh, I guess when the director decided to do the third one, I guess, you know, someone posed, posed the idea, you know, why don't you just kind of put this all into an anthology? And then he did a fourth one and, and then bookended it with a story about uh, a guy who's reading these stories. Right. It was, it's, it was a rather clever idea. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And all silent. No dialogue. There was zero dialogue. And it there was only one piece of dialogue, and that was something that was somewhat unintelligible over a, over a radio. A radio. A police yeah. radio. Police radio. Yeah. yeah. That's all it was. Um, but other than that, uh, our primary characters didn't speak. You know, And I will say of that segment or of that bits, the one that had the greatest impact on me was um, delivery. Yeah. Because this was about police officers having to deliver bad news. Right. And when I say bad news, use your imagination. Exactly. That, you know, the kind of bad news that families don't want to hear. And the horror in this one is what they have to go through and how it's reflected on their faces. Right. It, it was very well done. And it, it just, it, it was, it was, it had a lot of pathos to it. I was very pleased with it. Yeah, and then there was a little kind of a break type thing, uh, but there was, uh, they did a um, horror authors panel, mm -hmm. a horror literature showcase, for about an hour, and it was uh, it was great. So we we kind of dropped in and out of that, and then after, and that was then there was dinner time, mm -hmm. and then the LGBT spotlight, which oh. we sponsored, and. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm pleased to say that the two films that were part of this block, we helped to select. Yes. And it was uh, co-presented by Film Out San Diego as mm -hmm. well. So we can't forget that. No. Creatures of Whitechapel and then B&B. &B. Let's start with Creatures of Whitechapel. Oh, my gosh. What to say about this film? You know, I. it was better than I remembered. Yeah. Absolutely. Watching I, it on the I, big screen, it was like, oh my God. I remember when we saw it, when we got when we, when we had the private screener, and I thought, this is just beautiful to watch. Yep. But it was just stunning. Well, on the big screen. Oh yeah. my God. It was it, great. It, it was it was technicolor madness. It was. I mean, this is the kind of technicolor madness that'll make your eyes bleed. It but it was but beautiful. The, it was it was just beautiful and, and the well color palette acted. the color palette had purpose. Exactly. I mean, there's there's one scene. I'm not going to say what it is, but there's one there there's one scene where one of our main characters, he's kind of you know trumpeting about um, how he's a god of sorts, uh, and he is bathed in red light, and it it was so unbelievably powerful. Yeah. I, I mean, this this movie, it's just or this short film is beautiful. Yeah, and it, I love the story. And it was uh, it was a different take on the Frankenstein theme. Mm -hmm. There's so there's a lot of crossing a of, lot of uh, crossing uh, of streams, streams here. There. Yeah. Yes, it was really great. Uh, there's and, there's Frankenstein. There's Jack the Ripper. There's steampunk. I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah. beautiful. And then of course, then there was B and B, which which is I liked a beautiful better. Film. I I, I yeah. loved it again. 
I yes. absolutely loved it again. Absolutely, it, that is such it, a wonderful film. It's compelling. It is very compelling. Yeah, and and as I as as, um, as I said when we were presenting it, this is not a classic horror film in in the way that people are expecting it. This is more of a psychological thriller, very much in the style of Hitchcock. And uh, uh, what was nice is uh, Miguel then came forward and said, you know, this could be also horror for humanity, and in a way it is, if you think about it, given the LGBT um, subject matter right. in it. It could exactly. be. It, it's a, it was a wonderful movie. I really yeah. loved it. And then uh, the evening was capped off by three films. Two shorts and, Two shorts one, and feature. one feature. And um, it was just... First one was Layers of Fear. It was a uh, a short animation mm-hmm. piece, which was really kind of fun. And then Rotary. I loved this one. Oh my lord, this one was weird. This for me. This it. it I I loved the setup. I did not like the payoff. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I loved it uh, because it did one thing that I desperately look for in a horror film, and that is. It did not rely on what we call jump scare, where something just jumps out at you to try and shock you and make you know make you jump out of your seat. It's and scream. the subtle stuff in the background. It's it's the things that are taking place in the scenery that is just there. But seeing what it is about to do, I mean, it it really just sent chills up and down my back. Yeah, I mean, it was wonderful. If and when a movie can do that, you know, I'm in. Yeah, so then the the last one was Happy Hunting. Oh, my God. And we God. had oh, uh, a bunch of the cast. A bu- and uh, well, and... Let me see. One, two people of the cast, uh, the director, producers. Uh, yeah, they were all there. Yeah. This, wow. Um, wow, what a, what a ride. <laughs> this this oh is like gosh. a horror version of Running Man meets Deliverance. <laughs> exactly. And it was uh, it was definitely uh, on the edge of your seat at times. Yeah, it really was. Uh, and again, what was nice about this is that it was sort of telegraphed, but not not entirely. Uh, it had a few surprises in there. So yeah, there was there was quite a bit. So and was... Keith is right now having to deal with a cat that is walking all over his mouse. Well, walking all over my desk. Yeah, and trying to. Um, do something. I don't know what she wants to. your attention because we've or he wants your attention because we've been away. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was pretty much the wrap up. Uh, that was days one and two uh, of the horrible imaginings. Yeah, um, I, I wish we could have been there for day three. But as we said, you know, we, we have to be back here because we needed to produce an episode. Um, yep. And we've have got to, to go to work tomorrow. Yep. So where we've already exhausted our PTO. Exactly. For the rest of the year. Pretty much. Yeah. So that was uh, that was our uh, exciting weekend. I, I really enjoyed it. I yeah, always, I do. always, always love to going to that. And one of the things we were talking about on the way home, and uh, we talked about a couple of times that these are truly independent films and mm-hmm. they've been either funded through somebody's own pocket or Indiegogo Kickstarter or some kind of crowdfunding campaign. And they, they truly were not beholden to a studio so they could make the film that they wanted to right. make. You know, one thing that, and I, I, put, I, I, want, I want to say this because I want this to be heard. One thing that really impressed me, and I cannot remember which film it was, but the director was asked that question, you know, how did you 
how did you source this or uh, uh, fund this? And he said, sponsors. He actually went out and got sponsors because he said, you would be amazed at the number of businesses and companies that are happy to shell out money just to have their names appear in the closing credits. Yeah. Hey, keep that one in mind, people. It really is about who you know. Right. And the more you do, the more people you know. It's the same thing with us. The more people we we come in contact with. The, the greater the, the network. Yeah. And it's about networking. And throw our plug in here for independent creators. Right. Oh, my gosh. There is a tremendous amount of talent out there. And and this all again, of these films. This festival I mean, is such evidence of that because I saw things that no mainstream studio, no major production, you know, like a Warner's or Paramount, they wouldn't even touch this. Yeah. And while I didn't care for some of the things, they were all well crafted. They were, exactly. I mean, there were some that I did not care for at all. But I'm it's not going to take. It's not in a, my wheelhouse. No, exactly. It's not I my like. particular yeah. film. Um, I, I admit, I'm not the greatest fan of horror for humanity. However, I must acknowledge that I thought every single one of these films, even the ones that I didn't care for, they were all very well done, professionally shot, excellent quality. Wow. And and I'm a big continuity freak. If mm-hmm. if something is out of place. You know, and and I didn't catch any of that no. in any of the these things, and I'm the first one to catch a continuity error. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there was nothing. So it it tells you that these people are dedicated to what they do. And one of the the people for one of the films mentioned that one of the producers was on set all the time. Mm-hmm. He was not only the producer. He was doing transportation. Right. He was doing catering. He was a gaffer. He was doing that this was, and that. That was for happy hunting, I yeah. think. And and that's what these people do to get their film made and get their story told that mm-hmm. they want to tell. Yep. If they have to do it, they do it. Uh, whatever uh, it I takes. Will, I will classify that in one word. Passion. Yep, exactly. Pure passion for their project. And that's another reason why these 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 creations are so good because of the pure passion involved in getting them made exactly and that's that's what it takes sometimes yeah so that was our wrap up for uh, horrible imaginings and, and, film festival for 2017 and, you know, and and thanks to Miguel Rodriguez absolutely. another man with absolute passion for these movies because if if it weren't for him we wouldn't have this festival. Exactly. I mean, and and we wouldn't have the we wouldn't see the quality of the movies that we do get to see. Yep. And here comes Miguel. Hi, this is Miguel Rodriguez from the Horrible Imaginings Film Festival, and you are listening to Two Gay Geeks Podcast. And here's a few selected birthdays for September 11th through September 17th, 2017. September 11th, Brian De Palma. Of Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. You know, and a number of horror films. I mean, that, and Rosemary Baby is supposed to be like one scary flick. Right. And then also on September 11th, Erno Goldfinger. I didn't know that that was his first name. I didn't either. I, I it just it and it says he's an architect. Really? So I didn't. I does he then like aim a gold gun or or, or does or you know does something to turn I it know. into gold? I, what I, I don't know. I don't get it. Who knows? 
Anyway, that's his birthday. Hmm. Also on September 11th, Herbert Lom. Ah, from the Pink Panther films. The Pink Panther, as well as a, a number well, of other he, things. Yes, oh my gosh, he, he did all kinds was, of stuff. was um, in one of the Phantom of the Opera movies from yep. years past. Yep, and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Right. Also, Harry Connick Jr., and oh. also on September 11th, Mr. David Bunch. Uh, a friend I went to high school with. Yeah, and also uh, husband of uh, Corey Nelson. Yes, so, uh, your, my your, oldest your, friend. Yes. And also on September 11th, I, I don't know who this person is, Lynn Hill. Who? Who? Lynn Hill? Who? 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 Oh, oh, she's my sister, my favorite sister. Your favorite sister, well, as my... opposed to your the other sister that's not your favorite. Well, <laughs> I don't have another sister. <laughs> that's why she's my favorite sister. September 12th, Desmond Llewellyn. Uh, let me guess, that, uh, we're talking the, the Indiana Jones films. No, no. no. Oh, Desmond no. Llewellyn. Um, You're thinking on. of Denim Elliott. I am thinking of Denim Elliott. Because yeah, we just talked Llewellyn. about it. Desmond Llewellyn. Desmond Llewellyn, James... M. Q. Q. <laughs> yes. P. Also, <laughs> R. No, that's John Cleese. <laughs> also on September 12th, Hans Zimmer and Neil Peart. 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 I'm Peart. not sure, sure how it's pronounced. And, Drummer for Rush. Yes. And Morris Chevrolet. The car maker. Yes. How did you know? Well, it's in the name. Maurice Chevalier. September 13th, Nikolai Girov, famous opera singer uh, of the 60s bass, and 70s. Bassist, yes. yes. And 50s, 60s, and 70s. Also on September 13th, Roald Dahl. Probably most famous for the Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory book. Yes. Also, Arnold Schoenberg, a 20th century 12-tone composer. Mel Torme. Clara Schumann, who was, I believe, the daughter-in-law of Fogner, if I'm... I that sounds remember. about right. Or maybe, no, that was Fanny Mendelssohn. Uh, Clara okay. Schumann was... I'll take whatever yeah. you... I'll take anyway. your word for it. Also on September 13th, good friend of ours, Tiffany Wilhelm. Happy birthday, Tiffany. Happy, happy birthday, Tiffany. And we had... Lunch with her at the uh, Seattle Space Needle. Space Needle. Yes, when we were in Seattle. September 14th, Walter Koenig. Chekhov. Well, Bester. Bester, yes. And also, who's that masked man? Who was man? that masked man? Clayton Moore. The Lone Ranger. Anyway. Yeah, as, as, what, so let me guess. Uh, that's, that song just kind of faded off into the West? It did. How did you know? It was a wild guess. <laughs> wild, wild guess. Yes. <laughs> September 15th, Fay Ray. Oh, of King, the original King Kong. The original King Kong, yes. The original Scream Queen. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. I, you know, they, they, all you can say is they, they had to, you know, they'd they done away with Fay. Uh, there you go. Ha ha. Also, Agatha Christie, Prince Harry, Jesse Norman, famed opera singer. Yes. And Mary Brown. Wife of, of uh, Brian Brown from our Slice of Sci-Fi days. Yes. September 16th, Lauren Bacall and Alan Funt. Oh, uh, hold on a minute. Alan Funt. Um, oh, shoot. I can't think of the name of the show. Candy Camera. Camera. Thank yes. you. <laughs> 
September 17th, Anne Bancroft, Mrs. Mel Brooks. Mrs. Mel, Ms. Mel Brooks, yes. Yes. And Roddy McDowell. Cornelius uh, among Caesar. Among other things. Uh, he was the vicar in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. He was Bookworm in the Batman TV series. And God knows what else he was oh, in. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. And that's it for the birthdays this time. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek, too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week... Keep it geek. Go give a listen to our friend Joe over at Geektitude. Thank you for finally giving that to us. (laughs) How long have we been waiting? (laughs) Two years. He said, he said he had this block. He he was going to do it for several people. He's promised several people that he would yeah, do it. Yeah, because we saw, the last time we had... saw him was at San Diego Comic Con, and he said he apologized. He said, "I've been meaning to do this, but I just have this block about doing it." Yeah. Well, he finally did it. Yahoo! Yay! And now we have just a little bit of feedback. Yeah. yeah, the bag of feed. I'm busy looking at the cat. Yeah, he's trying to play with everything. My arm and my watch and yeah, sit he's, on me. Yeah, and he's, he's going to fall off the desk here in a moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to scream. Yeah, Bagheer is our studio kitty. Yes, at least today. Yes. Anyway, starting things off, and we don't have that much feedback, just a little bit, but starting things off uh, in regards to our last episode, number 133, we got... As always, we got a lovely response from good friend Brian Arkel Weber. The human ankle. Yeah, the human ankle. <laughs> uh, as opposed to the animal ankle. As opposed to the human the ankle. Or, 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 the, or the, the android ankle. The android ankle. Android yes. ankle. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, he says, I enjoyed the Defenders a great deal. Even though Danny Rand is still a problem. Oh God! Uh, yeah. Just less of one. Just less of one. Yeah, it's true. Just just less of one. I'm very relieved that he seemed to have good chemistry when he was on screen with Mike Coulter's Luke Cage. That is yes. true. He, I yes, thought I thought their dialogue. Chemistry. Yeah, yes. he was. It was very good there. It was it was well written there. But when it was just Danny that they were writing for, uh, it was like, or when he's preaching, or the typical Danny, you know, yeah, and I'm the Iron Fist. It's my yes. responsibility. It's like, oh, just shut up. Yeah, the immortal Iron I'm the immortal. Fist. I'm the, it's my job. It's my destiny. Oh. I am the defender of Kunlun. Yeah, oh, stifle it. Anyway, uh, going on, uh, Arco says, I will be just fine with seeing them canning Iron Fist Season 2 and making him a secondary character on the next season of Luke Cage. Yes, well, please. Well, to be honest, actually, Luke Cage and Danny Rand do become, in the comic books, they do become like heroes for hire. Oh, interesting. And and there there is a comic book series Heroes for Hire uh, about the two of them working together, 
uh, you know, Luke Cage and, and, and Iron Fist like that. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, I would I would be all for that. Uh, though even with the slight improvements in the character, he still is, to quote probably the best line of the entire show, a thundering dumbass. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Arkel moves on to a, a different subject, but also from the episode. He says, I would correct Ben's pronunciation on the URL for the Chez Apocalypse fan Tumblr. It actually should be Chez Apocalypse. Chez. 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 Cheese. Cheese. Cheese Apocalypse. <laughs> Cheese Apocalypse. Isn't that cute? <laughs> there. Is that better, Brian? Yeah, we like that one. I do. Yeah. Uh, but I'm afraid that I would only make things worse and we'd end up in an infinite mispronunciation loop that would eventually collapse in on itself and create a singularity. As we just tried to As do. As we just did right there. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And then uh, we also got a comment from dear friend Patricia Chica. And she said, the TG Geeks share with us their latest adventures. She was actually kind of talking about our vacation. Yeah. And she said, they are so funny, those two. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Well, hey, people, you just heard Patricia. So what are you waiting yes. for? Follow us. Follow us now. And then lastly. Like our show. Yeah, now. Follow us. Uh, be Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please, please. Now. Now. What are you see waiting us, for? See us on iHeart Radio. That's right. And now. Don't, no. st don't, no, st press, press the pause button now. Take care of it. Did you do it? Good. We're moving on. Okay. And then lastly, we ran an article about how Drew Barrymore and the CW, they're going to be delivering an all women at horror anthology series. Now this really, I love the fact that they're really looking to women now. Absolutely. There are uh, some mean, great women directors. Fantastic women directors out there. And, of course, we know from Patricia Chica, she has done some amazing, amazing horror shorts. Amazing. Some that are comedic, some that are just artistic and beautiful and thought-provoking. And so as it is, uh, the CW is now going to be doing this. And j just as a quick little uh, cover, uh, it's... They're going to be calling it, uh, I believe, the Black Rose Anthology. It's going to be written by Jill Blotvogel, and uh, she's uh, with uh, CBS TV Studios. And I guess I, it looks like she was a former showrunner of MTV's Screen, the TV series. Anyway, um, there there will be vignettes about guilt, jealousy, repression, paranoia, insanity, sexual obsession, and survival through a modern and distinctly feminine lens and right now uh, according to our article there is no actual date as to when they're going to be doing this but at this but nonetheless this is something the cw wants to push forward i think it's a great idea and uh we had a couple people who quoted uh, tanya kellen she simply wrote perfect for you patricia chica and i'm like hey you know Patricia, you've got contacts in the business. Absolutely. You, you should, should submit something. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, Patricia, please do it. I think it'd be fantastic. And then uh, Aaron P. Roach simply uh, added, and the Soka sisters. And that's our feedback. And that's our feedback. If you have something to say to us, uh, any feedback on our episodes, on our articles, on anything that we do, just let us know. We will be glad to hear from you, and we'll share it on our next episode. Just please play nice. You can look us up on Facebook and you can comment there. You can comment on our website at tggeeks.com. You can comment on Twitter. You can 
uh, call and leave a voicemail at 469-TG-GEEKS. That's 469-844-3357. You don't need to hear their identification. They're the two gay geeks. They can go about their business. Move along. No. No. We have no, no second uh, No segment. second segment However, this time. we're going to play but. a couple of things for you because we're going to talk about it in just a moment. This is the Podcast It Yourself in conjunction with the release of... Podcasting um, for Dummies. Podcasting for Dummies version volume 3, version volume 27, or whatever. So here we go. We're going to do the short one and the long one. Interested in starting a podcast? Then be sure to attend PIY 2017. PIY is the Podcast It Yourself Workshop, October 28th in Phoenix, Arizona. Learn about software, hardware, accessories, best practices, and more to make your podcast rock. Need more information? We'll have the authors of Podcasting for Dummies 3rd Edition, T. Morris and Chuck Tomasi, on hand to answer questions and sign books. Spaces are limited, so go to podcastingfordummies.com and sign up for PIY 2017. We look forward to seeing you there. And here's the long version. Mark your calendars and plan to attend PIY 2017. PIY is the Podcast It Yourself workshop, and it's happening in Phoenix, Arizona, October 28, 2017. This interactive workshop is being held for people who want to start a podcast or want to learn more about podcasting from experienced and respected podcasters. Learn about software, hardware, accessories, best practices, and more. And of course, we've got prize drawings to make podcasters weak in the knees. The workshop coincides with the long-awaited release of Podcasting for Dummies 3rd Edition. Authors T. Morris and Chuck Tomasi will be at DIY to answer questions and sign books. Oh, and it also happens to be T's birthday, so come help him celebrate after the workshop is done. You do not want to miss this event. Spaces are limited. Go to podcastingfordummies.com and sign up for PIY 2017. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Podcastingfordummies.com and PIY 2017. Go. Now. Who is that guy with that masked voice? Uh, is it, it's that that, Tomasi guy. that Tomasi, Mr. Technorama guy. Mr. Technorama. Yeah. Rama, Rama, Rama. Rama, Rama. Yeah. So uh, podcast it yourself. We're going to be doing uh, a few things with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to be really exciting. And it's cheap. It's, uh, oh, I think God. it's 10 bucks. Something like, yeah, it's, it's really, like, really oh cheap gosh. to go to. Uh, let's look here. Where is it? How much? 10. 10, I think. Where is it? It's Where not expensive. It? Where is it? It's there somewhere. Well, we keep looking. Oh, 20 bucks. 20. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So $20 for several hours, and there's several different tracks. Some of mm -hmm. the some of the tracks, there's uh, best practices. There's passion, uh, the what not to do, and that's the one I'm going to be uh, talking about, kind of best practices. Keeping your sanity, mixers, microphones, accessories. Uh, somebody's doing uh, Audacity and hosting as well as social media. So mm -hmm. 
it's uh, going to be interesting. Right. And uh, a number of podcasters are going to be there in addition yeah. to us. Uh, in fact, you heard earlier, you heard the bumper from Joe Hogan for Geektitude. Mm-hmm. Joe's going to be there. He's confirmed that he will be in, in attendance to yep. this. Yep. So uh, it, I think this is going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. And uh, so go check it out. Uh, we'll have the link for the PIY uh, on our website. So as always, we have a few follow-up items. Check out our calendar on the website. You never know. Uh, what you might find there, birthdays and mm-hmm. cons. And if you have something, let us know. We'll put it on the calendar. Birthdays, cons, events. Oh, my. Oh, my, yes. Phoenix Comic Con Fan Fest. Back in Phoenix, November 11th and 12th at the Convention Center. They have started releasing some of the guests mm-hmm. that they're going to have there. Uh, and a couple of big names. And, uh, yeah, they just announced, I uh, can't think of the, the actor's name now. Kevin McNally. It, it, yes, Kevin McNally. He is probably best known recently for, uh, he's a shipmate of Jack Sparrow. Yes. So, and uh, then there's also uh, Ernie. Uh, Ernie, Hudson Ernie Hudson of Ghostbusters. Of Ghostbusters. And uh, several people from Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of the voice actors from Steven Universe. And a, a couple of big name cosplayers. Yeah. So and more to come, more to come. So check it out, uh, myfanfest.com, for more information. OperaCon by Arizona Opera coming on October twenty-first. Uh, several events surrounding the performance of Hercules versus the Vampires on that evening. Stay tuned for more, and you can check out Arizona Opera at azopera.org. And, of course, podcast it yourself. Uh, PIY is October 28th. Check out the link that we'll have in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Come see us and say hi. We're going to be at the following events, the OperaCon, and at uh, the performance of Hercules vs. the Vampires on October 21st. The PIY, uh, podcast it yourself on October 28th. And Phoenix Comic Con Fan Fest, November 11th and 12th. And as you heard, we are huge supporters of independent creators. We have, it has become our passion mm-hmm. and our thing, whether it's uh, filmmakers, comic book artists, writers, etc. There is a tremendous amount of talent out there that doesn't have the connection to the big time. Right. Shall we? Somebody's got to talk about it. Money, but and we're happy to talk about it absolutely. because, uh, as we said earlier, there is some amazing quality there. there. There truly is. So if you see somebody that's doing a crowdfunding campaign for some kind of uh, artistic output, please consider supporting it. Mm-hmm. Every penny helps. Absolutely. And you can be part of something big. You never know. Support independent creators. Special thanks go to Doctor Who Talking Who. They are on Twitter, and they publish the Doctor Who Fancast Guide, which on occasion recirculates the stories that we run during the week. You can find them by going to Twitter. They are at Talking Who. And earlier you heard us talking about uh, the android ankle. I mean, um, the, the human arkle. Yes, Brian Weber. He posts... We're just getting with you. Yeah, Brian, we love you. We really do. do. It's the only reason we tease you so much. Uh, Anyway, Brian posts the... And he's saying saying to himself, don't love me so much. Don't love me so much, please. (laughs) I wish you'd hate me. Uh, Anyway, he publishes the Arkle Times Post-Dispatch News that also republishes many of our stories. And you can find the human Arkle by going to Twitter simply at Arkle. That is A-R-K-L-E. 
And he also has the incorrect Star Trek Voyager quotes. Lots of fun to check out. It is on Tumblr. We'll have the link for that in the show notes. But by all means, don't be caught looking at it while you're at work. It's, yeah, it, you, know, it's kind of, you, don't wanna, you don't want to get I, in trouble. I don't want to say sketchy, but it's... Uh, well, some of it is. A little racy. Some of it is naughty. naughty. But, you know, you, you're supposed to be working when you're at, at, at your job. Bits. Pardon? Some naughty bits. There were there are a few oh, well, naughty, not bits, those naughty not bits. Not that kind of naughty bits. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we want to give a shout out to the Looky Show on Twitter and especially their show on YouTube, the Looky Show. They do uh, film reviews mm-hmm. in a most unique fashion. So check them out on YouTube and Twitter at Looky Show on Twitter and Looky Show on YouTube. And a special shout out to the Facebook group, The Gay Geek. I mean, gay and geek, you know, kind of kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic group. We absolutely love it. Fantastic people there. And they allow us to share our content there. Uh, we normally share our episodes there, but every once in a while, if there is an article that we're running that is relevant, we'll run that there too. Like uh, ran the day two of Horrible Imaginings Film Festival because of the LGBT block, ran that there as well. And we thank them for allowing us to share our content there. Specifically, we wish to thank Jeremiah Reeves. He is their moderator. And he said, sure, you know, just make sure to mention us and we'll hap- we're happy to uh, put your, your stuff here. And you can find that group by going to facebook.com slash group slash the gay geek. Thank you, Jeremiah. We want to remind you to occasionally click on our Amazon ads. They always run them at the bottom of each article and each episode, as well as some widgets on this right-hand side. So check them out. Gets a little traffic. You don't have to buy anything. If you choose to buy something, use one of our search ads. That would be great. We get a little bit of a kickback. Thank you for your consideration. And lastly, check us out on iHeartRadio and Rate us and review us on iTunes and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would appreciate it. Big time. Thank you. Who knows what we're going to have next time? It's we, right now. It's too soon. I mean, we, the know. dust still needs to settle. Exactly. So we'll we'll have something for sure. Oh, yeah. And we, we turned this whole thing into an hour here. Yeah. So. <laughs> that wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that should do it for this episode of TG Geeks Webcast. Be sure to check out the article of this episode, and uh, we'll have several links on the page of things we talked about. And remember, you can comment on our Facebook page, our website, tggeeks.com, or you can leave us voicemail at 469-TG-Geeks. That's 469-844-3357. I'm Keith Lane. Thanks for listening. I bid you peace. Cheers.